Hey everybody, it's Jason Madden. Thanks again for listening to the Doing the Thing podcast. This episode is more of a solo venture, uh, meaning that Phil wasn't able to join us. Um, but that's okay because we're experimenting uh, a little bit with doing some solo collaborations. And you know, you, you've probably heard some of our lightning rounds where we have a topic, we discuss it for just a couple minutes and not drag it on. Um, this, this particular episode, I was able to collaborate with Justin Clark from the Veterans Referring Veterans Group. Uh, this is also going to be, they also call that the VRV, but this, uh, this episode will also be on their podcast. So it was kind of a dual effort here. Uh, looking forward to you discovering a little bit more about the VRV. Uh, they're really interesting concept. Uh, they, they do a collaboration with veteran owned businesses. If you check out their site, veteransreferringveterans.com, you'll see a, a, a large listing of veteran owned businesses. And it's just helping them come to light and bringing them into in front of the consumer and also providing a really nice network, uh, kind of like you would get from, I don't know, maybe a Chamber of Commerce or BNI, but more virtual and nationwide rather than just your local community. It's more so that, that veteran community. So we had some really interesting con- uh, conversations about that, and we had some more conversations about what's going on right now. Uh, with the coronavirus and how that's affecting small businesses. So it was a really fun conversation. It was a little bit lighthearted. Uh, we joked around quite a bit. So, you know, if you like something that's a little bit um, unscripted, uh, but great quality, I hope you have a chance to listen in. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Doing the Thing podcast. And this is a very special one. Um, I'll share with all of the listeners that I'm honored to have signed a uh, book publishing deal. And the first of two books that I'm writing is on strategies around owning your own career. And I have a chance now to talk with Jason, my co-host. Um, and for those of you that know Jason or have been you know, listening to our podcast, you know that Jason works with a broad array of clients, but has done really significant work with the veteran community. And so that's what we want to explore today is that owning your career aspect for transitioning and post-transition veterans. So Jason, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome back. It's always awesome to do something new and fresh on the podcast. I remember um, maybe a year and a half ago, we kind of interviewed each other but it was in a different format. So this is going to be really cool to kind of talk about something that we haven't really spoken about in a long time. Yeah. And especially something that you have a passion for and you've done transformational work with many, many veterans you've worked with, not just in your capacity as a coach, but in life, in the um, different associations that you're with. So my first question is, um, maybe you can give the audience some background on the ongoing work that you do supporting the veteran community. Sure, sure. So um, I was a co-founder of a um, of a nonprofit that's that's no longer functional right now for, for some various reasons, but it was called the Vet- Veterans Empowerment Trust. And what that was, it was a leadership nonprofit to help build resiliency in veterans. 
And resiliency has always been a, a big topic in the military. If you're active duty, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's there's resiliency trainers out there. It, it's a huge thing because we just got done with 20 years of, of basically war between Iraq and Afghanistan. So post-service, where's your support? The VA? Other veterans? Sure. But the Veterans Empowerment Trust was specifically there to provide, you know, certified training courses for, for resiliency and veterans. And, and we had a little bit of a business spin on it too, because owning your own business denotes having to have a lot of resiliency. Uh, so that was one of them um, that uh, recently I was working on. Currently, I'm a, I'm a mentor with a, a platform called Veterati. Veterati does a lot of cool things where veterans can actually just schedule a time with you and pick your brain about transition, about life, about business, whatever whatever that topic might be. I mean, I talk to active duty guys all the time still that are maybe about six months out from getting uh, out of the service um, and just giving them tips on how to, you know, transition and what to expect, you know, because I've done it myself. You know, that transition period is really interesting because you're carrying over this this military mindset and you're bringing it into the the regular civilian world and and it doesn't always translate well and it's like how to present yourself in you know in a different way without changing yourself so much that you don't recognize yourself anymore uh, hmm. so veterati has been a really great one with me i've got nearly two hours of volunteer time with them um, and of course, I work a lot with recruit military on their uh, career fairs and career transition stuff. Uh, I do presentations every other month with them at some of their virtual career fairs, some of the physical ones, et cetera. Outstanding. Talk to me a little bit more about career resiliency and what that means and what's, what's involved in that certification and training. So career resiliency is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's being able to move on when things are hard, when things are not going your way, and and how to adapt that mindset to continue moving forward without it wrecking your life, you know? And and that's that's something that's, you know, I've I've learned to kind of change from like doing military deployments and being in combat environments and things like that. You learn how to either be very resilient or or turn into, you know, putty <laughs> and useless. Yeah. Right? You've got I mean, out of out of um necessity you become resilient. But it's after the fact was where people kind of start breaking down a little bit because support structures tend to go away as we leave the military and our, our support structures change. And, and so how do we how do we learn how to rebuild that support structure or maintain it or hold on to it? Interesting. Um, just from a very high level, give us one principle of that resiliency training. So I think one of the bigger principles on there is, is really just um, being honest with yourself. You know, being honest when you're when you're not feeling yourself or feeling like empowered as a as an individual and a person, and 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 recognizing that and going out to seek some help. Yeah, that that holding up a mirror and not being yeah, afraid, yeah, excellent. Self reflection is huge. So, military veterans that are in their transition, 
if I understand correctly, usually it's within six months of that transition date that they're really taking some steps. They're attending some educational programs, different resources are available to them. Tell us a little bit about those. So, so it's actually even further out now. It's almost a year out with most in most cases. Um, you know, and, and that kind of depends on the chain of command and the flexibility of the unit, and if they can afford to lose that soldier to go to to training and stuff like that. Yeah, it could be up to a year out. Doesn't necessarily translate well on the job site because no employer is going to hire you a year from getting out. But you can start getting your ducks in a row. So the uh, the Veteran Affairs Transition Assistance Program, that was a, that's a mouthful. So the VA TAP program uh, is actually available to every single service member. And it's actually a requirement now to attend these TAP trainings where you will be getting um, education from the Department of Labor, how to build your resume, how to do an interview, all those kinds of stuff, mock interviews. Uh, it shows you how to leverage your vet veteran benefits, how to work with the VA, do a claim and stuff like that if it applies. Um, there's some financial planning aspect to it. Um, there's family care planning aspect to it because the military provides so much for service members. It's incredible. And then all of a sudden that's gone. Like, how do you make that transition? How do you do it? Like, hey, I've got four kids. I've got this basic allowance for housing, basic allowance for sustenance, a regular paycheck, you know, education for the kids, GI Bill. I got all this stuff, you know, and only a couple of things remain when I'm out, you know, unless I'm retired. You know, maybe some of those things stick around, but most people don't retire from the service. So they've got to figure some other things out. And so the purpose of TAP is, you know, helping you figure some of those things out to include the employment side. Um, so I really like TAP. They also have other other um, courses that you can elect to take, like Boots to Business, if you're interested in entrepreneurship. Uh, Boots to Business really just kind of helps you dip a toe into entrepreneurship, build a business plan, figure out what kind of business is appropriate for you based off your skills and stuff like that. Um, and, and that's mostly on the startup side. Interesting. Thank you. Um, in your experience, beyond those programs that um, um, transitioning vets can attend, what are the most important things as they're getting close to that transition date that they themselves can do on their own and should do on their own to better prepare? LinkedIn is like one of the most powerful tools you could possibly have when you're you're transitioning out. Your network is your net worth. I think a, a lot of people have said that. I think maybe Grant Cardone or Tony Robbins or one of those guys kind of coined that term, but it's really true. It's very true. And in building that network as you're getting out, getting on LinkedIn, doing um, some social media posts, talk about your transition, connecting with employers, connecting with recruiters and things like that. That's 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 self-directed development right there. And you need to do it. And you need to you need to make some mistakes along the way so that you can learn. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, and you bring up a really good point about LinkedIn and building your network and that being your net worth. Um, you know, Oftentimes it involves, I think you'll agree, joining different communities and not jumping up as a voice immediately, but instead listening to the things they talk about yes. and becoming a contributor. And over time, if you're active in social media, 
Consider it the same as if you walk into a networking event at a, at a bar, right? And you kind yeah. of go from table to table and join different communities, not to tell people what an expert you are and whatever you do, but to take a genuine interest in them. Yes. By way yes. of that, right? Yeah. Listening and humility is huge. Like people don't owe you a 90, 100K salary just because you did 20 years in the service. You got to check the boxes just like everybody else. If you've got, you know, you have skills in X, Y, and Z, but you don't have certifications in, you know, A and B, you're, you're bottom tier. If that salary range is 65 to 100K and you only have three of five, you're probably only going to be offered that 65K position. You know, so so be open to like if you're looking at the job side, be open to taking a little bit of a a lower pay skill than than you're expecting because you you still have to have some experience in the industry. There's only mm -hmm. so much we can translate over in the military, unfortunately. Interesting. What do you think is the most difficult part of the transition for veterans? I think a lot of it is losing that community. Is um, you know you technically don't because the veteran community is huge, but it's different. And once once people get out of the military, um, they're not they're not soldiers anymore. They're not airmen anymore. They're not seamen anymore. They're you know they're they're what their new job is or new role is. They're veterans now, and and their mindsets are all going to be different. It's all going to be it's all going to range in different different directions too. Not every veteran is the same. And, and and not a lot of people understand that or, or really really know that uh, because you know you can go out there and you can find you know another veteran and they could totally screw you over or you could find another one and he'll totally lift you up and take you along with them you know you know so you have to really just get into the network with the people that are going to uplift you don't have to necessarily stay in the veteran network in the community. Awesome if you do, if you have it, and there's really cool ones out there, um, but be open to expanding. Excellent. Excellent thoughts. Thank you. And final question I have for you. This has been a really engaging conversation, and I hope you know I'm going to be quoting you for the book. So I appreciate all of these insights. Um, Boots to Business is an interesting program, and there's a reason the military has that program. And that reason is military veterans have high success rates as entrepreneurs, don't they? And so why do you think that is? Well, I think um, I think it's it's more of that internal drive and discipline. Uh, really, I mean, a business owner is somebody that's willing to go out there and 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 do the same thing every day and improve upon it over and over and over again. And, and when you think about um, if you've ever been in and you've ever had to do a uh, permanent change of duty station you've probably gotten to another role in a new new assignment where you're given a, an SOP and you're told, you know, this is what your new job is. Here's the SOP. And you read through that and you improve it and you make it better by the time you leave. You know, and that's, that's what every veteran is probably, just about every veteran has experienced at one point or another. And that really directs well into translates well into business ownership because because of that drive and, and and that that pursuit of making something better because you're you know at the end of the day you're still providing a service as a service member it's in the name you're providing a service that's that's what a business owner does it's solving problems and providing services yeah outstanding and even thinking back to my days in basic training 
it was such a test of character, some of the things that you're put through in, in basic and AIT and those types of things, that once you've graduated from them, there's almost nothing the world can throw at you that you don't feel like you can stand in the headwinds of and take on, you know, yeah. as well. So I think that that's another component, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. You have the 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 confidence of a gorilla. I mean, it's... <laughs> of a gorilla. <laughs> that is awesome. So, listen, Jason, I am really, really um, honored to be able to quote you to get the insights that you've given. Thank you so much for your service and what you've done for the veteran community. Full respect goes to you, and um, thank you for an excellent session, my friend. Well, thank you to you too, man. I mean, you served as well. So so we appreciate you and you're also out there doing this stuff as well. So so we appreciate you, man. Doing the thing. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Thing. All right, everybody. Enjoy. Please share. And we'll be back to you.